Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some protect your neck news. We also have the return of blind spotting, and finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local lawyer that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from The Guardian. Last week, the New Zealand stock exchange market was hit by a cyber attack and forced to halt trading. The New Zealand Stock Exchange, or NZX, blamed Tuesday's attack on overseas hackers, saying that it experienced a distributed denial of service, or DDoS, attack from offshore via its network service provider, which impacted NZX uh, network connectivity. So what's a DDoS attack? It's a high-tech traffic jam. It's where a server is flooded with so much traffic that legitimate users can't access the site. Our next story comes from the Washington Post. The FBI is investigating a data breach in South Dakota that has potentially exposed the identity of people with COVID-19. The South Dakota Fusion Center handles emergency calls for the state. The Fusion Center used a third-party NetSentinel to build a secure online portal to help first responders identify people who had tested positive for the coronavirus so that these first responders could take extra precautions while responding to emergency calls. In June, NetSentinel suffered a breach of its server. However, the files exposed did not include any financial information, social security numbers, or passwords. Our final story comes from Security Affairs. ReEvil, a ransomware group, has claimed that it has breached Valley Health Systems. Valley Health Systems provides primary and preventative care for approximately 75,000 patients each year in southern West Virginia, southeastern Ohio, and eastern Kentucky, and it operates more than 40,000 healthcare facilities. On August 22nd of this year, the healthcare system suffered a ransomware attack. The ReEvil ransomware group claims to have stolen sensitive data from the hospital, including information on its clients, employees, and patients. This story is important because hospitals are a key victim of cybersecurity incidents. If a hospital suffers an attack, then they are unable to accept patients. This might not mean much for hospitals in urban areas with a lot of other hospitals, but in more rural areas, patients have to go to other towns to see hospitals and find a doctor. We also have some protect your neck news. During this segment, we'll talk about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one. Our first piece of protect your neck news comes from ZDNet. A security researcher discovered a Safari browser bug that could be abused to leak or steal files from users' devices. The security researcher says that Safari, on iOS and macOS, supports sharing files that are stored on the user's local hard drive. 
ZDNet explains that this bug could lead to situations where malicious web pages might invite users to share an article via email with their friends, but end up secretly siphoning or leaking a file from their device. What is also troubling is that the researcher that found this leak is accusing Apple of delaying in developing a patch after the researcher reported the bug. Our second piece of Protect Your Neck news comes from TechCrunch. A security vulnerability in Android devices could have allowed malicious apps to siphon off sensitive data from other apps on the same device. Oversecure found that the flaw in Google's widely used PlayCore library, which lets developers push in-app updates and new features to their Android apps, a malicious app on the same Android device could exploit this vulnerability by injecting malicious code into other apps that rely on the library to steal private information, like passwords and credit card information. Google has reported that this bug has been fixed. So please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. We now have the return of blind spotting. This is where we talk about blind spots in our technology policy. According to the Washington Post, researchers are seeing actors in Iran, China, and Romania pose as black voters on social media sites to aggravate America's racial divide and suppress black voters as the election nears. This isn't new. We've seen it before. It's the same playbook popularized by Russia during the 2016 election. Twitter recently deleted an account featuring a profile picture of a young black man claiming to be a former Black Lives Matter protester who switched his allegiance to the Republican Party. The account, called Went Dim to Rep, was retweeted 22,000 times. There have been other accounts pretending to be black people that encourage African Americans to simply not vote at all. So why is this happening? Because it has a possibility of working. Black voters are an important segment of the Democratic Party's base. And while not as big, it's a necessary constituency for Republicans to win a presidential election. If you can influence the turnout or views of this voting bloc, you can change an election outcome. It's also important to understand how groups use online platforms. Blacks and Hispanic users are more likely than white users to see social media as important to them in identifying like-minded people, according to a Pew Research Center report. The Pew Research Center also found that black users are more than twice as likely as white users to say that they have posted a hashtag associated with a political or social issue in the past month. Finally, because there are black Republicans, yes, they do exist, Twitter and Facebook can't simply delete black conservative accounts claiming they are fake. So what should we be doing instead to address these issues? One reason that accounts can thrive is that there is a racial divide in our country. And there is a belief that for some people, their vote simply doesn't matter. If we can address this blind spot and have an honest conversation, then the messages from these fake accounts cannot continue to prosper. A second reason that these accounts have been so successful is that social media platforms have been slow to address fake accounts or genuine accounts that spread disinformation. We have to demand that these platforms do better. Finally, 
some of these fake accounts are laughably bad. They are newly created. Their followers are accounts with no information in them. And the statements that they write just don't quite read right. People should actively look at who they are retweeting, who they are following, and understand that not every piece of information on the internet is accurate and true. Our final segment today is our Cybersecurity Awards. This week, I have one award I want to hand out, and it's the Mariah Carey Don't Forget About Us Award. This song was from Mariah Carey's comeback album, The Emancipation of Mimi. This award goes to both presidential candidates. One in five Americans live in rural communities. However, these areas often lack the funding and resources to invest in cybersecurity infrastructure. Both candidates for president should seriously consider how a lack of an investment in rural cybersecurity makes us less safe. So candidates, please don't forget about us. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.